0: And hello everyone and welcome to The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with Web Minister Nathan Jones with Lamb and Lion Ministry. We're transmitting live from the Aventura-Hollandale area. So we ask that you please keep us in prayer and keep our technology in prayer. Our lines will be open for anyone wanting to call in with any questions or comment. Our local phone number is 305-992-9537. And of course our topic for today will be that of the regathering of the nation of israel but before we continue i'm going to ask nathan if he will open us up with a word of prayer
1: i'd be happy pastor Vic. thank you lord jesus thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word to get to know you better to to just learn about all the amazing promises you have for us and by seeing how israel as a people are gathered in the nation again just as you prophesied thousands of years ago so we lift up this time to you and we pray you'll bless it for your honor and glory in your precious name.
0: Amen. Amen, amen. Again, you tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition, Vic Batista, and Nathan Jones, as we talk about the regathering of the nation of Israel. Well, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and The Truth Will Set You Free ministry. More information at calvaryaventura.com or on Facebook at JN832. For those of you that are tuned in via Facebook, we would love for you to also use the Messenger box there, and you'll be more than glad to take in your questions or your comments via the Messenger on Facebook. And, of course, I want to encourage those of you that are tuned into the program to also stay tuned on Tuesdays for the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry Radio Edition. And, of course, here on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. for the Lamb and Lion Christ in Prophecy programs uh with dr david reagan and of course during the week I want to encourage you to also stay tuned to the calvary chapel's pastor's perspectives uh, 12 noon and also the house of prayer and you can always reach out to us here for more information at 305-992-9537 on t wave radio and of course it's always an honor and a privilege for me to have my special guest uh, nathan jones with me on the program nathan thank you for being on the program again i'm so excited
1: well, thank you for having me on, Pastor Vic. It's a great show. I'm, I'm so glad that you reach out with people and share God's prophetic word with them.
0: Amen. And of course, we are so thankful for the Lamb and Line ministry team there and also for the great job that they do uh, with all these wonderful ministries that you guys put together. Nathan, sometimes I, I, I marvel at how you guys do all these incredible ministries that you have.
1: Well, it's the Lord doing it through us, uh, just like uh, Calvary Chapel Aventura. I mean, between the church and the radio and your, all your work in the DR with orphans and all. Uh, the Lord is doing a great work through your church, and I, I just pray that anybody down in your area, in the Miami area, will go to Calvary Chapel Aventure. Pastor Vic, you've always impressed me as a great pastor, and I think people learn a lot by going to that church.
0: Oh, praise the Lord, Nathan. And again, it is all the Lord. And I guess you and I are in the same boat. We're just here to minister to God's people, right, and equip them.
1: Exactly. We want people... To know the good news of Jesus Christ. It's exciting. It's life-changing. It, it, it's just amazing. It's changed our lives, and we want the same transformation in other people's lives.
0: That's right. Awesome. And of course, Nathan, I always ask you if you could just, again, maybe give a little bit of information about your ministry, where you guys are located, some contact information. Maybe someone is tuning in for the first time, and they have not visited uh, your ministry lately.
1: Oh, certainly, certainly. Uh, My name's Nathan Jones. I'm the uh, Associate Evangelist and Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry proclaiming the soon return of Jesus Christ. We believe that the signs of the end times point to the soon return of Jesus, and that's why we're here, to (laughs) get people excited about Jesus Christ. Um, When you're excited about Jesus' return, you want to live a holy life, and you want to seek out and share that message with others, evangelize people, so they can also have that same hope. So that's our purpose. Uh, you can find out about us at lamblion.com. That's L A M B L I O N.com. And on our website, you can watch our television show, Christ and Prophecy, which is broadcast on networks all around the world. Uh, you could also read articles, uh, join our blog, check our Facebook group out. Uh, we have about 8,000 people there who share and, and just get excited about God's Word and get in there, and I answer a lot of questions through there and uh, that's the purpose of our ministry is get the good news of jesus christ and return out and get people to accept jesus as savior because that's what transforms one's life
0: awesome and nathan thank you so much and we pray that anyone tuned in will grab hold of that information and make it put it to good use it's just that we are so excited because we're talking about such an incredible topic and it's that of the regathering of the nation of israel and nathan last week You introduced us to this very uh, important miracle that God has done. And of course, we talked about this last week, that the regathering of the Jewish people is the most important prophetic development uh, in the 20th century. And you were taking us through a wonderful journey in various passages in the Bible that talk to us about this miracle of the regathering of the nation of Israel. And of course, one of the greatest passages, Nathan, you would agree, would be that in Ezekiel chapter uh, 37 and 38. Can you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Ezekiel chapter 37 is is a, about a valley of dry bones. The prophet Ezekiel was shown this image, dry bones dead as if a mighty empire had been there but it then just turned to dust. And then all of a sudden the bones rise up out. They they join together. They the skin and the bones all combine and it's life. It's a people group again. And the Bible prophesied that the, the nation of Israel would be come out of death and come back life again. And uh, actually, Pastor Vic, that goes all the way back to Deuteronomy 30, before Israel even was a nation. They've been wandering around in the desert for, for 40 years, and God said to Moses, He I know the hearts of your people, Israel people, the Hebrew people, and over the centuries, they will grow, their love for me will grow cold, they'll distant. they'll follow other gods, and uh, they'll break the covenant I made with them, so, I will not defend them anymore, and they will be taken out into exile into captivity and That happened with the northern kingdom of Israel in seven twenty two b c and then later the Judah and Jerusalem with their capital of Jerusalem in five eighty six b c and they were scattered to up north into what is now Iraq. But the Lord seventy or so years later gathered them back into a nation once more, and for a few hundred years, Israel was a nation again, although under occupation. First the Greeks and then the Romans and then the Romans destroyed Jerusalem and the temple in 70 A.D. and by about 130 with the Bar Kokhba rebellion the Jews were scattered to the four corners of the wind and that was prophesied you know over well over a thousand years before this even happened. Matter of fact Deuteronomy 30 uh, if you read verse three it says the Lord your God Will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. So even before Israel was a nation, God was telling them, "You're going to disobey me. You're going to be exiled, but I'm going to bring you back because God is always faithful to His covenant." And we, Pastor Vic, saw. Well, I, I you and I weren't alive, brother. We're back in 1948. <laughs> We're not, not old, <laughs> not that old, but in our time, you could say, in 1948. Israel became a nation again. That has never happened in human history. The, the Hittites aren't back again. You know, the Ottoman Empire will not rise again. The Mayans and Incans will not rise again. But Israel as a nation is back in the land again, just as God foretold that. And many other verses, in, like <laughs> we can go through them if you want. There's many verses that said that Israel would be exiled and twice, and then a second time brought back. And when Israel becomes a nation again in our modern era, that's the time to start looking for Jesus to return.
0: Amazing. And you know, Nathan, that is a beautiful picture of grace, right? And people have a hard time understanding grace, but here is God's grace poured out upon this people, much like us as believers, as Christians. Sometimes we mess up, right, Nathan? And the Lord corrects us and he brings us back, but he always uh, uh, loves us. And that's what you're saying to us in terms of Israel, right?
1: That That's it. You know, God is characterized by grace. He's characterized by justice. He will always do what's right. He will always follow his own rules and laws. And when we disobey those laws, he sends punishment in the hopes that we will repent and turn back to him. If we don't, then the final judgment, destruction does come to us. But when we repent and turn our lives to him by God's grace... He keeps His covenant. He keeps His promise. We are unfaithful, but He always remains faithful. And He promises to restore us and bring us back to a right relationship through Him through salvation, which Jesus paid for by dying on the cross for our sins.
0: Excellent point. And, you know, and I know that Dr. Reagan has a great love for the nation of Israel, and he wants to also communicate to anyone tuning in that, that God is not through with Israel. God still has a plan for them. And Nathan, you and I and others, we need to pray for Israel, right?
1: Yeah, Dr. Reagan is our founder and director of our ministry. He started the ministry in 1980, and uh, he's our main host on our television show, Christ and Prophecy. And I have never met a man who is so passionate about the Jewish people. You know, he's been to Israel, leading tours over 45 times.
0: Amazing.
1: I know. He, he has a passion for the people, because he knows that even though the Valley of the Dry Bones, Ezekiel 37, has the Jewish people back as a people group once more, the hearts of them are not with the Lord yet. They exist as a a person, but the Spirit isn't there. And so while we pray for the peace of Israel, what we're praying for is the return of Jesus Christ and how a remnant of the Jewish people, uh, we know a third actually, a third of the Jews, will give their hearts back to the Lord Jesus like Zechariah 12, 10 says, I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and the supplication, so they will look on me whom they have pierced. This is Jesus, and this is a prophecy written hundreds of years before the crucifixion. And they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and they will weep bitterly over him, at, like the bitter weeping over a firstborn. So when Jesus comes back, when he returns, the Jewish people be like, Oh vey, there's the Messiah. <laughs> what did we do? And they will turn back to the Lord. And we can read about that in Isaiah ten, twenty through twenty three, and even in the New Testament, Romans nine, twenty seven, Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the sons of Israel be like the sand of the sea, it is the remnant that will be saved. And so the Jewish people are still waiting for the Messiah, and boy are they going to be surprised when they see that it is Jesus. Always we get to be excited.
0: Excellent point. And, you know, Nathan, also talk to us a little bit about the migration uh, that is happening of the Jewish people back to the land. This is not by coincidence, right?
1: No, 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 no. Back in the uh, late 1800s in France, similar to what we're seeing today. I mean, turn on the news and you can see that the the large Muslim population in France are are rioting against the Jews, are holding uh, protests. They want Israel destroyed, and the same thing was happening in the late 1800s. There was a uh, young Jewish police officer named Dreyfus, and Dreyfus was falsely accused of a crime, and immediately not only France but all of Europe erupted into um, just anti-Semitic hatred of the Jews. And that's when a a young um, Austrian, also Jew, and he was a reporter there, and his name was Theodor Herzl. And Herzl was there, and he saw the hatred of the Jewish people, and he realized, he said, you know what? There is no way that the Jews will ever be able to integrate into any society. We need our own country again. It's the only way we'll be safe. So in the late 1800s, he started the first Zionist Congress to talk about that. And over the years, he got lots of people interested and excited about moving back to the Holy Land, and uh, that's what they did. They moved back, and it's not like they took the land uh, as the Islamic lie goes out today. They bought the land. They went in. The land had been decimated by the Romans, and for 2,000 years left empty. Nobody was really in it. They could even count the trees, because the Ottomans taxed people by how many trees they had, and there was very few trees in the land. It was utterly a wasteland. So the people who are living there, who happened to be Syrians, not Palestinians, there's no such thing as a Palestinian, the Syrians were there. And they were laughing their heads off. They're like, yeah, these crazy Jews are coming back (laughs) and buying this this desert and these swamps and all that. But, you know, the Jews are very ingenuitive people. And they came in, and they figured out ways to drain the swamps, and they brought the country of Israel back to life again. And, man, I've been there three times, and I'm always amazed at what a bounty it is there. I mean, the flowers and the fruit and the vegetables, the Jews took what was like a like going out into the Mojave Desert and right. all of a sudden turn it into New Jersey, the Garden State. <laughs> you know, That's what they did with it. And over the years, the the Jews were able to buy up a lot of the land, but there still wasn't a lot of Jews there. So, of course, the Holocaust happened, six million Jews killed by Hitler during World War II. And after that, the UN agreed that the Jews needed a people. So in 1947, they made a resolution about the Jews returning to their homeland. And uh, unfortunately, they... They cut a lot of the land they promised. Originally, it was all of Israel and Jordan, but they cut it back to half of what Israel is today. Amazing. That's 1948, May 16, 1948, uh, Israel declared itself its nation, and instantly, every Islamic country around them started attacking them. And, and you know,
0: Nathan, and, and that is a great point. Instantly, we see this hatred. We see this uh, a spirit of Antichrist suddenly, right? Uh, come against God's people. That was a good point that you made.
1: Well, you know, you could tell... That Satan is in the world because there's a hatred for the Jewish people unlike right. any people group in the world. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the Jews can, like, for instance, this Gaza conflict that's going on now, the Hamas can take their own people and use them as human shields, put them in buildings they know they're going to be blown up. Uh, you know, even when Israel isn't an attacking, they're, they're persecuting their own people. But the world will instantly condemn Israel. For defending itself against all the rockets Hamas has sent in there and side right. with Hamas. There is something supernaturally evil about the hatred of the Jewish people. And I think it's because Satan knows that through the Jewish people, God brought us the Bible, God brought us the Messiah, and God will bring us Jesus' second coming. And if he can destroy the Jews, he thinks he can waylay God's plan. But, man, you know, nobody can waylay God's plan.
0: That's right. <laughs> and also, Nathan, and also because of the Jewish people, you and I, Gentiles, right, have come to also know this incredible relationship that we have with, with Jesus.
1: It's, it's incredible what we take for granted when it comes to the Jewish people. Because, really, God picked them out of all people to show his grace. He picked them most stiff-necked Stubborn. And talk to any Jewish person, I'll tell you, the most stiff-necked, stubborn group of people, <laughs> you know, they were always breaking their covenants with God, and he'd show them love, and they'd just spit in his face in return, and he got, they got exiled, but he brought them back, and then they turned on him again, and so they, he, they got exiled, but he's bringing them back. And so through them, they're like a giant object lesson where God okay. shows the Jewish people might be like that as a nation, but you and I, our hearts are like that. We are constantly rejecting God. We always want to do it our way, and our way usually hurts ourselves. If we do it God's way and accept his love and accept his sacrifice, we can have eternal life. And so God gave us the Jewish people as a giant object lesson. Now, another part of the object lesson is that only a remnant of the Jewish people will accept Jesus as Savior. We know that during the Tribulation, this terrible time period that's coming upon the world for seven years, that two thirds of the Jews will be killed. Right. Now, that's about nine million of them today, if that was in, in today's numbers. But only a, a third of them will still turn, and we see that in people today. You can give the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Hey, you know, you tell someone Jesus loves you. He died for you, and they'll say, "So what?" Or right. "I don't care." Or "Or as far as even I hate him," and you wonder what. <laughs> but it's true. In our lives, in our hearts, a, a very remnant of us, a, a small remnant accepts Jesus as Savior. And so we too, the Gentiles, get salvation through the work that Jesus did through the Jews. And like the Jews, only a remnant of us accept Jesus as Savior.
0: Yes, and that's a very good point. And you know, Nathan, our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will continue to open up the eyes of more individuals and to recognize what Jesus means to us. And this is why we're so excited about his soon return and also this incredible miracle of the regathering of the nation of Israel. And of course, uh, Nathan, we believe that uh, this, this this regathering is going to uh, continue, right?
1: Yes, uh, we know that... At- just after you read Ezekiel 37, you go to chapters 38 and 39. And chapters 38 and 39 talk about a tremendous battle. As a matter of fact, there's no battle in the Bible more explained in detail than this one. And it's called the Gog and Magog battle. We know that Israel will, through Psalm 83, subjugate the nations around it. It's going to have to because it's. It's been in so many wars since it's created, as the nations around it try to destroy it, that Israel will have to put down the rebellions around it. We're talking about Gaza, Lebanon, Syria, Egypt, Jordan, all those nations will have to be dealt with. But we read in Ezekiel 38 and 39 how an outer ring of Islamic nations, and it names them along with Russia, who's the leader of it, makes a coalition with Iran and Turkey and Libya and all those nations, those Stan nations like Kazakhstan and all that. They all combine and get together and try to destroy Israel. I mean, it's amazing And you think, we're talking about millions of soldiers marching on Israel just to destroy tiny little Israel, which is only the size of New Jersey. Right. And it says that God steps into history again. And he destroys those armies through fire and, and destruction, but also the armies turning on each other and earthquakes and things like that. And then he sends fire on those countries. So the idea that Iran is gonna be a threat to the world anymore, it won't be. Uh Russia won't be a threat to the world anymore, it's gonna to totally change the political landscape of the world. But the world will hate the Jews even more for it. And Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine tell us that then the rest of the Jews from around the world will go back to Israel. So, man, I know your Calvary Chapel, Aventura, well, Aventura will clear out of all the Jews. <laughs> they're going to leave. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. The Bible says that all the Jews of the world will leave the countries that they're in, they're where they're scattered all over the world and go back to Israel. And the second greatest gathering of Jews in the world is in the United States. Man, I lived in Philadelphia. Every third person was a Jew. Wow. You know, my my wife, New York, and you know, very strong Jewish. Down in Florida, very strong Jewish. But there will be a time after that war where the Jews will be forced back. They'll want to go back, but I think up to the anti-Semitism will get so bad that they'll end up going back to Israel.
0: Wow. That is amazing. That is amazing. Thank you, Nathan. Of course, you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the regathering of Israel. And our lines will remain open. Our local number is 305-992. 9537 305 9537. Feel free to text in or call in with your question or comment for Nathan. And Nathan, of course, this is really, really uh, an incredible subject matter that, of course, we're going to have to also tackle in the next half of the program. But the regathering uh, is one of the greatest miracles, and people cannot ignore it, right? Nathan, no matter what anybody tries to say or do, it's there, it's in history. And if you want to see it, it's all over you, uh, all around you, right?
1: Well, Satan's certainly not ignoring it. That's right. As soon as it happened, all of a sudden he tried everything he can. I mean, war after war after war where the Jews should have been annihilated by armies that are united against them. 1948, they were just a bunch of of kibbutz workers, and they were farmers and things with cheap guns and a few borrowed planes. And yet, through them, God stopped the armies from attacking them. And again, in 1967 and 1973, and to this day, Israel wins wars miraculously against all odds, against all their military strength. The people know that God's hand is in it. So Satan is trying to thwart God's plan. And if we can see this giant spiritual war going on today, that we know that we're getting so soon close to the Lord's soon return. Mm. And that's happening. It's something we can't ignore because it is going to happen uh, I believe man within our lifetime.
0: That's right, and I agree with you, Nathan. I believe that we could be that generation that is alive and remain, right, when the Lord comes back.
1: Well, Matthew 24, Jesus said exactly that. He said that when the fig tree re-blossoms, another name for Israel, when Israel becomes a nation again, that will be the generation that will see his return. And when it says generation, people, you know, they ask, well, is that 20 years? Is that 7 years? Is it 120 years? And it's not talking about uh, years, per se. It's genea. It means generation. It means the people, the race of people that see that happen. And we are that group, that that time period that see, has seen Israel come back and continues to come back. And, you know, it's not just the Jews from Russia or the Jews from Europe. But there are Jews coming back from Africa, and now they're coming back from China. You know, Jews that are half Chinese. And yes, yes. All these, where they've integrated into all the races They will come back to Israel, and we're seeing that today. And that is an amazing miracle, and people need to take that really seriously because it means if Jesus is coming back, how will we find you when he comes back? Will we find you, your heart, ready to accept him as Savior, or will you continue in rejection of him and unfortunately have to continue to pay for your sins, which is hell? Mm.
0: Absolutely, Nathan. Of course, I pray that anyone listening to this program will will catch the idea here that this program that we're doing is to encourage, to educate, but also to excite anyone that is tuned into the program to know we don't have a lot of time, and especially maybe someone that is tuned in and doesn't have a relationship with the Lord. This is the opportunity for you while you're still listening to this program, listening to our voices. Uh, The Lord is calling you out. He has a plan for your life, and it starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we always like to um, encourage, people to come to the Lord and also give them a word of encouragement. And Nathan, we also, uh, I'm sure you know individuals that their sort are of still uh, on the sidelines, right? Undecisive. What would you say to them?
1: I would say that the the signs of the times, in other words, the Bible gives us these different signs that says that Jesus is returning. And one of them, the, probably I'd say the most important, is that Israel is a nation again. Yes, That means something. That That's super important. You, you got to take that seriously because it means that the whole world is about to change. and the Bible says in peter that the the end times there'll be lots of people scoffing at the idea of Jesus' return that everything's the same, but everything hasn't been the same. We've seen increase in in wars, we've been seen an increase in false teachers, we've seen increase in natural disasters and many other social signs where Jesus says that when these happen, I'm coming back soon. So the question is how will he find you mm. john three thirty six says asks, do you remain under the grace of God, or do you remain under the wrath of God? The grace of God means that you're forgiven. You've accepted Jesus as your Savior. You're, you're saved, your sins are forgiven, and you can hold on to that eternal promises that Jesus has of living him forever. But when Jesus comes back, he's not coming back as the, you know, a cuddly teddy bear or a suffering lamb like he did in the, the first coming. He's coming back, we read in Revelation, like a wrathful lion, angry at sin, ready to judge. That's right. Will you be there to be judged? You don't want to live in the tribulation. As Vic and I have talked before, it is a terrible, terrible time period coming, and after that's even worse, because if you're dead, there's no chance of salvation, and hell, the lake of fire, is the eternal uh, punishment for for rebellion against God. So now is the time, now is the day to accept Jesus as your Savior.
0: And you in the Bible clearly says in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And that includes you who are tuned into this program. You include it in the whole world. And of course, if you haven't turned to Christ, uh, we would love to pray with you and also share with you resources uh, regarding this relationship. But of course, one of the uh, easiest way is through a simple prayer that if you're tuned into the program, you can pray, mean it from your heart. Uh, and, and God will transform your life. And maybe Nathan, you can lead someone in a very quick prayer uh, for this segment, in case uh, they don't have a relationship with the Lord.
1: Certainly. I mean, from your heart, in faith, pray, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. Yes. You know, yeah. with that heart transformation, the Lord promises to change your life, to forgive you, to give you a new life, a new hope, an eternal life with Him.
0: Amen. Praise the Lord. And of course, it's all by faith. And that right where you are, if you pray that prayer, you can know without a shadow of a doubt that God transforms your life. He comes to be inside of you. The Bible tells us that Jesus is with us, that he moves position when we open up our hearts to him, he moves inside of us. And so we pray that if you pray that prayer, uh, know that God is going to do something awesome in your life. And of course, Nathan, thank you so much for being part of this first segment of our program. It's always a, a pleasure to have you on.
1: What a blessing to be on. Thank you so much for letting me share about this great news.
0: Awesome. And, of course, you're tuning in to the edition of Bible Prophecy here on The Truth. will set you free. And, of course, you can always reach out to us for more information at 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME. You can also reach out to us by email, sending us an email to prophecy prophecyatvigbatista.com.
1: You are listening to T-Wave, Calvary Chapel Spanish Radio.
0: the truth will set you free bible prophecy edition i am big batista along with web evangelist nathan jones and of course our topic for today is that of the regathering of the nation of israel our local phone number is 305-992-9537 again 305-992-9537 our lines will remain open in case you want to call us in or text in your question or your comment and of course we always ask that you keep us in prayer as we're transmitting live from the aventura hollandale area remote studio and we want to make sure that technology and everything works without any problems but before we continue i'm going to ask Nathan jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer
1: thank you lord jesus for this day this opportunity to serve you the excitement we have knowing lord that you are savior i pray you'll bless this uh, time as we share your good news with people that they might accept you as savior lord have their lives changed and transformed for you in your precious name amen
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you again. You're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, as we talk about the regathering of Israel. This program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. More information at calvaryaventura.com and on Facebook on jn eight. Thirty-two. Of course, we also want to encourage you to stay tuned on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. for the Christ in Prophecy Lime and Lion Ministries program uh, here with Dr. Reagan as they cover some incredible topics uh, about Bible prophecy and eschatology. And of course, we also want to encourage you, listeners to stay tuned during the week for the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry uh, on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. And also 12 noon, the Pastor's Perspective, the House of Prayer And Saturdays, the open mic. A lot of wonderful programs here on T-Way for you to take advantage of and be educated and also uh, be blessed. But, of course, before we continue today's program, once again, I want to welcome my good friend Nathan Jones, web minister with the Lamb and Lion Ministry. Nathan, welcome to our program.
1: It's good to be here, Pastor Vic. I keep expecting you to break out in Spanish and translate everything I say.
0: Yeah, and you know, Nathan, this subject is so important that we definitely want to continue to give a second segment in English to be able to be a blessing to anyone that is tuned in.
1: Oh, okay. Well, English or Spanish, man, I'm ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and see, that's the thing. We we already know how to flow here, right?
1: <laughs> I, you are one of the best translators and, and preachers when it comes to both English and Spanish I've I've ever met. So. I I am so illiterate when it comes to Spanish. I, I tried to learn it and it just all fell out of my head. So <laughs> I'm glad that you you have it so fluent that you can minister the gospel to so many more people and so many different languages and areas so uh, it's a gift man that god's given
0: you oh praise the lord we thank god for that you know nathan i know you your lemon ministry also has a heart for the jewish people but also uh you do something in spanish i know you've been to some missions trips and um i know you've gone to a few countries right nathan in spanish i think it's nicaragua and you guys have done some things out there
1: yes i can't say nicaragua as cool as you do <laughs> but yes I've, i was down in nicaragua for a, a conference uh put on by donald dolmas donald dolmas is um one of our ministries that uh, our ministry supports, it's, uh, again, correct my Spanish here, it's in Defense de la fe. I think it's in Defense of the Faith. Yes. he has a sister site of uh, ours down there, and he takes our articles, and he translates them into Spanish, and then he posts them on. And so I got a real great chance, I I think about three years ago, to go down there and spend time with his family and be able to get uh, to know Donald in person. He's got a wonderful heart for the Lord, got a real passion for the Lord's soon return. And so our ministry is able to expand throughout the uh, Spanish-speaking world through uh, Donald, and he's been a great blessing to us. Of course, our ministry also expands in so many other areas. Uh, we have translators all over the world who have also a heart for Bible prophecy. We have people translating into the various languages in India and Pakistan. That is uh, awesome. Up in Russia and Poland. And so uh, a number of our founder, Dr. Reagan's, his books are translated in languages all over the planet. So... No, we just don't want to reach the English-speaking world. We want to reach the entire world Yes, Christ.
0: Excellent. And that's what I love about this ministry, Lamb and Lion, just the awesome scope and the reach and the heart and the vision that this ministry has. And, you know, Nathan, I know uh, when, when I oftentimes open up, I ask you to share a little bit about your ministry, also website and that, kind of, uh, that type of information. I would love for you to uh, give that information out once again, but maybe also share some of the book resources by Dr. Reagan.
1: Certainly. Our website is lamblion.com. The ministry is Lamb and Lion Ministries because Jesus first came as a suffering lamb to die for our sins, but is returning as a conquering lion to to set up his kingdom on this earth. So we named our ministry Lamb and Lion Ministries. It was founded in uh, 1980 by Dr. David Reagan, who was a law professor, a, a political science professor as well, for many years. And uh, he got a real heart for the Lord and, and wanted to see people get excited about Jesus' soon return. Because he was so involved in the politics of the world, he right. knew that the signs of the time that Jesus gave us were pointing to the Lord's soon return. So he gave that all up and started the ministry. And now uh, I've been here for the last seven years. I can't believe it. I've been here seven years now, and it's been an exciting time of sharing the Gospel. Folks can come to our website at landline.com, watch our television show, Christ in Prophecy which is now in its 12th season. They can read our articles, join our Facebook group and other social networks. And we do have, like you said, an online store. An online store has many, many of our DVDs and books and resources and things, and you can get them there. We also have a few uh, Spanish-translated books, uh, for instance, like the book Wrath and Glory. Yes. So the children's book, uh, Jesus, is coming soon.
0: I love it. And, you know, Nathan, thank you for sharing that because I got that copy of the book in Spanish, Wrath and Glory. Excellent resource for anyone that is tuned in to make sure that you guys uh, have all these in your libraries. It's just a wealth of knowledge uh, here at Lamb and Lion Ministry. So, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing uh, that information with our listeners. Of course, our lines will remain open. The local number is 305-992-9537. You can call in or text in with your question or comment. Of course, our subject matter for today is that of the regathering of Israel. The Bible says in Jeremiah 31:8, "Behold, I am bringing them from the north country, and I will gather them from the remote parts of the earth. Among them the blind and the lame, the women, the child, and she who is in labor with child together, a great company they will return here." Nathan, you were talking to us about this incredible miracle uh, that God uh, has done. And can you continue to talk to us a little more more about the regathering of the nation of Israel and the significance that that has for us today?
1: Certainly. I'd be happy to because it is an exciting topic. I mean, it is what most Bible prophecy teachers call the super sign. Jesus gave us many signs, uh, especially if you read Matthew 24 and its parallels in Luke 21 and Mark 13. Uh, Particularly Luke 21, Jesus gives us 10 signs to look out for that says that Jesus is returning soon. And one of them, the the most important, the super sign, is that Israel would become a nation again, that the people who were scattered, not just exiled one time, foretold hundreds of years before the first exile, but they 'd be exiled a second time around the world, and that's what we've seen today. the Jewish people for centuries roamed the world as, as vagabonds, basically, you know, without a home, without a nation of their own, persecuted wherever they went. but Jesus said that Israel would we gathered again. It become a nation once more. And when that nation formed again, we knew that the end times were upon us and Jesus is coming back soon.
0: Excellent point. And, of course, that regathering, we're actually uh, looking at. Uh, we were playing one of your uh, videos, Nathan, that you did in a small clip there on the regathering of Israel. Uh, we're, we're showing that on T-Wave.TV. And, of course, Nathan, it's also for individuals to know. Some people are visual out there, and it's, I, I really love that, that um uh, that, that video that you guys put together to show the regathering of the nation of Israel. But these were dead, dry bones, right, Nathan? Something represented the nation of Israel. And all of a sudden, we see it all come together, you know?
1: Yeah, hundreds of years, about six to 700 years before Jesus came, uh, the, the God gave the prophet Ezekiel a vision. And you can read that in Ezekiel chapter 37. And the idea was that the nation of Israel was dead. Now, this is a surprise to Ezekiel because at that time period, Israel was still a nation. But at some point, Israel would be destroyed as a nation. And the Romans did that in 70 AD. They tired of the Jews rebelling against them. They sent Titus Vespasian, the general, and he absolutely obliterated Jerusalem. He destroyed the temple, just as Jesus said when he was crying at the temple. He said, Not one stone will be left upon another. And it's true. The Romans were so anxious to get the gold that had melted from the fires that they they broke between the stones to try to get the gold out, and so the temple was utterly destroyed. And so the Jewish people were scattered to the four corners of the wind, and that was in 70 A.D. So for 1,900 years, the Jews have been scattered across the nations. But in 1948, through a series of events we discussed earlier, they are now a nation once more, and that is really important to take seriously.
0: Nathan, and that what a great point you just made. You know, here here we see this event happening during our time. And I know we joked about it in our last program. You and I were not, are not that old, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we weren't there in 1948. Uh, my father and mother—no, uh, just my father. Actually. My mother wasn't even, but my father was. But it, the, the Bible, is, when you translate from the Greek, it, it means the, the people, the group, the, the generation that has seen Israel become a nation again. And we are living in that generation that has seen Israel become a nation again.
0: And of course, and, and this is why we're so excited to hopefully encourage those that are tuning into the program to recognize this incredible uh, miracle and this privilege that we have, Nathan, because it is a privilege for us to be alive, right? Right now.
1: You know, I used I, to kid, I used to think, oh man, we live in boring times. Everything is, is, you know. And then as I got older, I was like, wait a minute. Look at the changes that have happened in the world in just a hundred years. I mean, a hundred years ago, right? People were still mostly on horses and buggies. Right. Uh, Planes weren't weren't available to anybody. You know, they were just basically made out of balsa wood. (laughs) I mean, and warfare. You know, we weren't going to the moon. We we didn't have cell phones and television and all the amazing things we have today. And for thousands of years, life was pretty much the same. There was some technological development, but overall. We have seen in the last hundred years an incredible skyrocket in technology and advances. And the Lord was in part saying, well, hey, I am changing everything. I'm making it possible for the end times to happen. And then Israel became a nation again in 1948. And Jesus said that there'd be other signs that would increase in frequency and intensity the closer he got. So sure, there's always been earthquakes and storms, but they get more frequent, more intense the closer we got to Jesus' return. And so I realized... Wow, we are living in really exciting times. We could be actually living in a time where the church will be raptured out of here, where we'll be taken off this earth to meet Jesus in the clouds and be with the Lord forever as he promised in First Thessalonians four and first Corinthians fifteen. So, Pastor Vic, I agree, man, we are living in very exciting times.
0: And you know, Nathan, you mentioned something also the advance of technology, right? I mean, we've seen so many other prophecies being fulfilled right before our eyes.
1: Yeah, I I mean, you go to Daniel, for instance, in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, he talked about how in the end times, knowledge would increase exponentially, and travel would increase exponentially. You know, all the way up to about 100 years ago, most people never left their town. They grew up, they lived, they died in their own town. But nowadays, we can hop on a plane and go anywhere in the world within 24 hours, you know, it takes 13 hours, if it's really good, and you not got a headwind, 11 hours to get to the other side of the world, to Israel, to Tel Aviv. And to think that Mark Twain in the 1800s, it took him three months by boat wow. to get to Israel. <laughs> and, you know, if, if they had the Concorde jets there, you know, you're zipping across the, <laughs> the pond, so to speak, in just a few hours. I mean, technology has, has just skyrocketed incredibly, and it's all leading up to a point where the Antichrist, this one-world ruler that's coming on the world, will control the world through commerce. So it will have this mark which will put on the people's forehead or right hand, and they can't buy or sell without it. And it needs a lot of technology for them to make that happen. Or the number of the events that will happen, which the whole world will witness, like these two witnesses that will be in Jerusalem. And for three and a half years, they will witness on God's behalf, and the Antichrist will come and finally kill them, and they will sit in the streets for three and a half days, but they'll be resurrected. And it says the whole world watches that. Now, how can the whole world watch two witnesses being resurrected out of Jerusalem unless we have the technology like cell phones and TVs right. and satellites, internet, and all that to be able to see that happen? And there are other technologies the Bible talked about, but that's just one of the many signs that say we're in the end times, but the super sign is Israel becoming a nation again.
0: And, you, and I like that, Nathan, because you mentioned the super sign. You know, today we are into super. Right now we're talking about a super moon, right, uh, yeah. Uh, event.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say, does the super moon have any any insignificance or importance? And the Bible says that as we get to the end times, especially during the tribulation, there'll be signs in the heavens to look at, the right. Sun signs in the sun, moon, and stars. But uh, uh, supermoons are just rotational. Uh, you know, it's, it happens pretty, pretty regularly. So it's not a sign. People say, well, what about these blood moons? Right. Is that what they mean is that the moon looks kind of bloody red because of its position in the atmosphere, and because of the eclipse, the lunar eclipse, and it'll happen in tetrads, which means four parts. Does that have any meaning? I don't know. I really, I don't. Have, if that's a sign, it might be. If not, we just have to wait and see. But we know during this this tribulation that's coming on the world, the seven years of judgment of God's wrath upon the world. There will be definite signs in the sky with the the moon turning like blood, I guess, because the atmosphere blocking it. Uh, A lot of the wars will cause a lot of particulates in the atmosphere, and so a lot of the light from the sun, Uh, a third of the day will be darkened, and the stars won't be as visible during that time. So there'll be signs in the sky. But the sign for us today, for the Church, those of us living here now, is that Israel is a nation again, and that's that is extremely important.
0: And Nathan, and that's why that, that's why we, we want, hopefully, anyone that is tuned in to recognize that there is so much here that meets the eye. And, uh, you know, we, we want to encourage people to keep their eyes on, on the Lord and the Word of God, not to get sidetracked, right, Nathan, from the everyday distractions, because that's what the enemy wants.
1: It's so easy to be distracted. And, you know, we live our lives, and there's a lot of stuff that, Concerns us and, and distracts us. But when you read Bible prophecy, you get the big picture, the overall view of God's plan. And when you see God's plan, you get what's called an eternal perspective. All of a sudden, you know how the world's going to end. You know that Jesus is coming to rule and reign and peace and justice and righteousness and how important salvation is. It's the most important decision you'll ever make because it's an eternal decision. And so all the things about our life then come in focus when we have an eternal perspective. Mm,
0: Excellent point, excellent point. You know, Nathan, talking about the regathering of Israel, of course, that is our theme. And Zechariah 12.10 says, I will pour out on the house of David and, and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, so that they will look on me whom they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and they will weep bitterly uh, over him. Can you expand a little more on that, uh, uh, Nathan, in regards to also the regathering of the nation here?
1: Sure. Not only would the Jews be gathered a second time from around the world, but uh, once the Jews are back in Israel again, and we've seen uh, many, there's about 6 million now, and about the other half of the population is primarily in the United States. But as we discussed earlier, this giant war called the Gog-Magog War of Ezekiel 38 and 39 will cause the remaining Jews of the world to regather back into Israel so that the regathering of the Jews in Israel will be complete. And uh, during that time, then, that's when the seven-year tribulation falls on the earth. And it's a time period God uses to judge the world for its wickedness. It's also a time to bring many people to salvation. It's also a time to get the Jewish people to finally have a heart for him. Where they have to depend on him and know him, they'll rebuild the temple, and uh, the um, Israel Institute, uh, Temple Institute, excuse me, has already got everything ready to build the temple. And the Jews will give their heart to God, but not necessarily to His Son Jesus Christ. They'll do that when Jesus returns at the very end of those seven years, and when they see Him, a third of the Jewish people will turn their hearts to Jesus and accept Him as Savior. You know, you can go back to Jeremiah chapter 16, verses 14 and 15, and it says there that, Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that it shall no more be said, The Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt. But the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north, and from all the lands where he had driven them, and I will bring them back into their land, which I gave to their fathers. So think about it. Up to today, the Jewish people have been saying, yeah, the greatest thing that God ever did for us was rescue us from slavery in Egypt, 400 years of slavery. But, and going forward, the Jews will look back to the Israel being regathered from the nations of the world back in their country again, and they'll say, that's the greatest thing that God ever did for them. And Pastor Vic, we are living in that time.
0: Amen. Wow, that is super exciting. And you know, Nathan, that's why we hope that, again, Uh, anyone that is tuned into the program, of course, we still have the lines open. If they have any questions, they can actually call us live or text in their question or their comments to us because I'm sure maybe there's people out there that have more questions and we'll leave our lines open. The local number is 305-992-9537, 305-992-9537. You can actually text in your questions uh, for us as well. Facebook, you can go there to the messenger box and also uh, send in your question via Facebook at T-Wave Radio. And Nathan, it it is super exciting and that's why I know that I wish we had uh, uh, a lot more time to expound on on all the different things that are going to come uh, to show individuals without a shadow of a doubt that we are uh, living in that time. Nathan also, well, the regathering of Israel happens. We are starting to see it. We know also that following their regathering, uh, uh, we we see another event called the rapture, that that can happen at any moment. Right, Nathan? Uh, Mm -hmm. Then after the rapture, we get into the uh, the the tribulation, and God continues to do a work even in the tribulation, right, with the Jewish people.
1: Yes, once the Jews are back in the land, uh, the tribulation starts where the Antichrist, this one world ruler that will rise out of Europe, will make a peace with Israel. Daniel 9, chapters, uh, excuse me, Daniel chapter 9, verse 26 to 27 tells us that that is the very beginning of the tribulation. So the Jews will then, after all these wars with Russia and Iran and all, attacking them and being defeated and all, they'll look for this time of peace. So for three and a half years of this seven-year treaty, Israel will not be attacked. They'll be under the protection not only of God, but the Antichrist basically says, you know, I won't mess with you, you don't mess with me. And he goes and conquers the rest of the world. But when he's done that, he turns his attention back to Israel. And halfway through it, he marches into Israel. He breaks his, his treaty with them. He goes into the newly rebuilt Jewish temple, and he declares himself to be God. He wants the world to worship him. Satan is possessing the Antichrist. Satan's always wanted the world to worship him. And so the Jews will flee. There will be a, a mass exodus of Jews. It says they go to southern Jordan, which they must control at that time period by then. And they flee out into the wilderness of southern Jordan, and their God supernaturally protects them. The Antichrist can't kill them. Now, there are some Jews that still remain behind, because we know that the Antichrist attacks Jerusalem all the way up into the end at Armageddon, and so the Jewish people will suffer tremendously under the Antichrist. Two-thirds of them will be killed during that time period. That's about nine million people today. Amazing. Another Holocaust is coming. I hate to say it, but it's what the Bible says will happen. And it takes that kind of pressure to get them to, to turn their hearts back to him, And man, sometimes in our lives, we need that kind of terrible disasters that happen in our life to shake us from our apathy and to turn our eyes back to Jesus Christ.
0: And yes, Nathan, and of course, we're saying it doesn't have to be that way, right, Nathan, because God has poured out his grace upon us. And hopefully people that are tuned in that maybe don't have a relationship with the Lord. Or maybe, Nathan, there might be some Christians out there that are sort of like, uh, you know, straddling the fence. And what would you say to them?
1: Well, I say that uh, the signs of the times are out there if you know what you're looking for. Uh, if you just need to, to know basically what the signs of the times are, go to Luke chapter 21. Read through Luke chapter 21. And, you know, that's just one chapter, but that gives you ten signs right there that says that when Jesus Christ is coming back soon, he's coming back as a wrathful lion. In other words, he's coming back to judge the world for its sins. Right. You and I know that the world is terrible right now, and it's getting worse every day, and God's not going to let that stand he has to deal with it, and he promised he will. But when he does return, how will he find you? Will he find you rebelling against him, holding your fist, saying, I don't want you in my life, or will he find you have surrendered your life to him? You've given your life to him. You've accepted his free gift of salvation. And that is the most important decision you will ever make in your entire life.
0: Mm, excellent point, Nathan. Excellent point. And, of course, we want to find ourselves on the right side, And that is uh, walking with God. Nathan, another thing, too, that I find that is very important is that of living pure, right, Nathan, Uh, and and living righteous in the last days.
1: Well, knowing that Jesus is returning should affect how you're living as well. I mean, think if you're a little kid, you know, and uh, you're down there and you got your hand in the cookie jar... And you know you think ah my parents aren't going to show up, but all of a sudden there's <laughs> mom, you know she's standing over you, and you you turn around and you look up with the most guilty look on your face. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ could come back at any moment. The Bible says that people will just be living daily lives, eating and marrying and working, and they won't even expect it. I'll just bang, he's there, and I'll take the church—all that's everyone who's accepted the Savior—up to heaven in the rapture, leaving all the rest of the people left behind to have to deal with the tribulation, and so. Even if we are saved and we know we'll be raptured, how will the Lord find us as Christians, as believers in Him, when He returns? Are we doing the work of Jesus Christ? Are we living holy lives? Or are we trying to sneak in as much sin as as we can get and and just wasting our time by watching TV and not doing anything? I mean, how will the Lord find you? Ask yourself that. Mm.
0: Nathan, what a great word of encouragement. You know, it reminds me of what the Bible says there in Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our, of our great God and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. And Nathan, of course, that, that's why we also want to encourage individuals that as we see the nation of Israel regathered, this is a miracle that has happened during our time that individuals should live soberly, that they should take their relationship with God a little more seriously. Right, Nathan?
1: Exactly. These are definitely trying times. I would hope that as the world seems to be getting more dangerous and uh, more wars and everything that Jesus said would happen, the closer we get to his return, you know, crazy weather, uh, uh, even the United States kind of falling apart, power, power and morality and all, that it would make us really consider where is our heart, where is our relationship with Jesus Christ? Because the only way to weather a storm is when you're on Jesus' boat, so to speak. You know, you need Jesus Christ to survive this world and to survive the afterlife. have eternal life with him.
0: Excellent point. And Nathan, I was going to ask you also, as we get ready to close in another minute, if maybe you would throw up a a brief prayer for the nation of Israel?
1: I'd be happy to. Lord Jesus, we know that you have great plans for Israel, for the purpose of them, is to share the gospel with the world, and uh, Lord, you've passed that on to the church, but your plans aren't done with Israel, as you said. You promised to save a remnant of them who will live on into your 1,000-year kingdom, the millennial kingdom, who will be a priestly group for the planet. We pray, Lord, that that will will be done. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem now, and that many Jews will come to know you as Savior. Bless them, Lord, and bless all those who call you Lord and Savior. Amen.
0: Amen. Perfect. Thank you, Nathan. What a great way to close the program. Nathan, thank you so much for being part of today's program. It's always a blessing to have you on.
1: Blessing to be on. Thank you, Pastor Vic.
0: Thank you. Of course, you
1: tune in to the Truth Will Set You
0: Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Vic Batista Nathan Jones. You can always get a hold of us at 3 to 1 end time or via email at radio at vicbatista.org. May the Lord bless you and have a great weekend. Thank you for being part of the program today.